You know, when, when we sing that song that says, Worthy is the Lamb, you know, I mean, what comes to your mind when you sing that? You know, I, I remember years ago what I would see is the Holy Jesus, you know, and how holy He is. But as I start to understand the Gospel, I start to see myself as... Uh, I start to see Him as the only one that was worthy of praying for me. You know, and that's completely different. You know, it puts you in the equation. You know, God couldn't find anybody that would be worthy of you. So He came Himself. And that's why we can say worthy. The great joy, you know, of worthy is, rich enough to buy my freedom, is He. Because I am expensive. That's the revelation. Of, that's the whole revelation of worthy is the lamb that was slain. That's why the Bible says worthy. It's all about worth. You know, if you are in jail and somebody needs to pay for you for bail and it's 500,000 rand, you need somebody that's worthy of 500,000 to get you out of there. And the day a person arrives that's worthy, that's got the worth, that's got the, the weight to pay that, you will rejoice and say, worthy is this person to pay for me. So you are very valuable. Know that. You are precious to God. You are highly, highly loved by God. Uh, there's not a moment in time when God looks at you without adoration in His heart. Because He knows the truth. The Bible says if your heart condemns you, God is greater than your heart. And then it says the following, For He knows all things. The reason why your heart condemns you is because of a lack of knowledge. But He knows all things. And it's even greater than your heart that can condemn you. So no, we are in, we've got to do here with a God that is unending good. There's no limits. His love is limitless, you know. He is a good Father. He's the one that loves you. And only in the presence of a message of true love can your heart or, or your mind can it really relax so that you can be reprogrammed to the original design that God has for you to have the life that he planned for you amen today I'm going to talk about the heart of man and the importance of effortless meditation okay the heart of man and the importance of effortless meditation um, I'm going to just start off with Proverbs 4 and I'm going to read from verse 20. Proverbs 4 and verse 20. When it comes to the heart of man, and I know I've ministered on this a bit before, but I just feel this is necessary to, to minister on. When it comes to the heart of man, we should not just think of the spirit. You know, or, um, you know, these things are actually the same thing, but to a certain degree, but let me try and make it easy. When you think of the heart of man, you can't think of, okay, I've got this unseeing spirit inside me that God has given me. And now when I become, became born again, now, you know, this new spirit was, or this new heart was now put inside me and now I've got a new heart. Um, just thinking of the heart in those terms is, a, it's very, there's, there's truth in it, but it's a very shallow way of thinking about the heart of man. Um, we must realize the Bible says when it comes to the kingdom of God, the seed that was sown on the, uh, on the road 
resembles those that hear the word but they don't understand the word and the seed that was sown on the good ground is they that hear the word and understand the word and they bear fruit and the fruit bearing is because they understand the word now when it and, and I've seen that in any area of life it's like that if you um, if uh, people that I've seen it so many times you in the Africa bush somebody comes there with his car he's on a 4x4 trip but he doesn't know anything about a car okay he's just on this trip he's, he grew up in a house where you don't they don't know anything about vehicles okay and then while he drives you see but he's braking this vehicle but he doesn't know he drives with a diff lock on on the tar road okay but because he doesn't understand how a diff, the differential in a vehicle work his mind is still okay oh, if I forgot it on I just forgot the button on a bit but you're gonna go around the bend and your diff is gonna break there and then you're gonna stand there until whoever's gonna help you in the middle of the Africa bush okay so if you understand something it's just so much easier for fruit to come forth naturally so when it comes to the heart of man just to say oh well that is the new spirit I received when I received Jesus it's, it's a very shallow understanding of what the heart really is. So if we can understand what the heart is, and we can understand how the heart is programmed, we can understand how our mind, our soul work, um, you know, which we're going to read in Proverbs now, those people understood the, these things. And they understood where the source of life comes from inside a man. So if we can understand these things, it's really going to help us. And the wonderful thing about this is, as I've studied this out again this week, uh, I realized how effortless it is. It's actually effortless. We, we have not, we've been designed by God in a certain way. So that what I'm going to teach you today actually f works naturally. Should you understand these things, you will find that the heart of understanding guides you to a place where you find more and more of God's programming into your belief system. Now the heart of man, the Bible says, with the heart we believe unto righteousness. So the heart is that with which you believe and you know the word belief means it's, it's when your mind has come to rest you know at the integrity of the one that you believe in so when you believe something then your mind goes to rest um, which is a wonderful definition of belief but what I, what I, when I studied belief out more I realized that belief is actually just how you think about life in the depth of your being that's how you believe that's your belief what you believe so God says, you know, He will give us a new heart, a new core. Your heart is the very core of yourself, where everything that you see functions from and finds its origin in is your heart. And as a man believes in his heart, so easy. Okay? Now, um, I've heard people say that's not actually true because you might believe a wrong thing because you are actually righteous now you don't believe you're righteous so you are actually not what you believe that's just confusing what he tries to say is as you believe in your heart that's what's going to manifest in your life that's what he's trying to say so we don't have to get too complicated about this so the heart your heart is the way you believe about life is is what you believe about yourself it's like last night we would, my wife and I was led up a bonk, you know. So now we were discussing this, and uh, so so I, I said to her, if 
everything in life that you have in this life is based on what you believe. I said, even the way she lies on that couch there is based on what she believes. Then she said, yes, if I believed I was a lady, I would have sat like this. <laughs> you know? So it is, if you really believe it, if you believe that is how a lady acts and that you are one, then that will, be, that will give birth. That truth will be born in your life. That is how the heart is. The heart is the core from where everything functions. Now, let's read that in Proverbs. Your heart is your belief system. How you believe. And God came to give us a new way of believing about ourselves. And when I was, was there and I, I thought of worthy is the Lamb and I saw the Lamb of God slain upon the cross, what came to my mind for the first time is the nails went through His hands. Why? He nailed works forever. Okay? It went through His feet. Why? Because it's not about your walk anymore. The, the, thou, crown, of, uh, the crown of thorns on, on His head is, it, it talks about the mind cursed with the law. Dying, that we never have to have those thoughts again. The Bible says the back of a fool is for blows or for, for beating. So the fool man died forever. That you never have to be a fool again. Believing in the law. Having a mindset of the law. A works orientation. It's everything about how I walk in this life. It's not about that. There's a new way. God came to give us a new heart, a new belief about ourselves, a new system from where we believe. Okay. Proverbs 4, verse 22. And we're just going to see how the heart is programmed. And I'm going to explain to you how easy this is. But we're just going to go through this step by step. It says, The way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not at what they stumble. My son, attend to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those that find them. That would find their means to have, uh, have an experience with them. Okay? Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those that find them and health to all your flesh. So what it says here is, and when we talk about, it says, My son, there are people that stumble and they don't even know why they fall. It's just a... I remember when I was young in the Lord, you know, and just started to go out on mission strips. You know, like I said many times, you know, the devil attacks an old vehicle a lot. So I was with my old vehicle in the bush, you know, and we were doing mission strips, and I was suffering out in the bush. And I really, you know, everything that could go wrong went wrong. And to, to a point that my mind said, well, whatever's going to go wrong, I know it's going to happen to me. And I didn't know why. Why does all these things happen, you know? It's like, and some of the people came to me in the church, they, say, they said, Jesus, ongeluksvoel you. <laughs> now that doesn't help. I don't know what an ongeluksvoel is in English. But, you know, yo, I, I mean, so, so 
I didn't know why all these things were happening to me. I didn't know why. It was just, I believe, I tried to spread the gospel and, and all these things happened. I started to jump to conclusions and you started to feel negative and all those things. Here he says, those that walk in darkness, they don't know why they stumble. But if you start to understand how the heart functions and how the gospel functions, you will know why you stumble. And you will know why you see God's life in your life. Okay, now this is what it says here. It says, attend to my words, my son, attend to my words, incline your ears unto my sayings. So, and this is what I believe, how we find life in this world. Life in this world, and then when I talk about life in this world, I'm not talking about cars and, um, you know, just a breakthrough and all those kind of things. Now, I'm so tired of 2013 is the year of breakthrough. It's a lie. Yeah, Jesus broke through 2,000 years ago. And if you want to break through something, you are trying to break through the blessing He gave you into darkness. Because that's the fence. You know, we've been placed in the place of blessedness. Blessedness is not, cannot be defined in what you drive and what you wear. Blessedness is defined in what God says about you. That's blessedness. To be well spoken of by God. And the word that He speaks about you is a human being. I've said it many times. God does not talk, speak in the language Hebrew, English, Afrikaans or any of those languages. He, he speaks the language of being. When, the human, when God became a human being, the being, the human being became a God being. And that is the word. Now it says, attend your ear to my word. In other words, listen to what I say from the platform of being about the human race, about every man. So that, that, so that, and then he says, put it in your eyes. Let it be in the midst of your heart. Now, I mean, the heart is already the center. And now it says, let it be in the center of the center. What I say about you. When that is, and how do you get that right? That's the whole thing, because we always want to get that right. How do I get that right? This is how easy you get it right. You just listen to the Word. That's all. You listen to the Word. You recall the good that God has done in Jesus. You can listen to a CD if you want. You can read a scripture if you want about the goodness of God. Or you can recall an event. You know, and the greatest event to ever recall is the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ and His baptism in the Jordan River. Recall that event. And how do I put it in my eyes? Very easy. You know, what I find is, you say we go to Ephesians chapter 1 and it, it says there, Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And this is how I see my heart being programmed. Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed me with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. What, how do I see that? How, how do I put that scripture in my eyes? The Bible says, and, and I want you to know this, and I'm talking about meditation and the heart of man. When, when we see medi meditation, we think of a Buddhist, and we think of uh, um, some people that's new age, or all those kind of things, because they meditate. Now, meditation is, the way I see it, is a very natural thing that happens to us on a daily basis. 
You know, have you ever driven your car somewhere and you got there, you don't know which route you took to get there? Yeah. Now go and study that out. That's meditation. I think it's Alzheimer's. It's Alzheimer's. <laughs> okay. Should you be younger than a certain age <clears throat> and it happens to you? <laughs> Thank you, my brother. <clears throat> so, <laughs> that's funny. So, so, when that happens, or you sit there at the computer, and I, you know, I've, I took a picture of Henry doing it. He sat there, we were, uh, three days went away, and he sat, and he was just staring in front of him like that, you know. And you can call him five times, he can't hear you. Because he's in such deep thought that his cognitive mind is switched off. It's switched off. And that's what they do in meditation. They just get the cognitive mind to rest so they can reprogram the subconscious mind which is called the heart of man. And what they do is they, they, they will take a picture for instance. See, see this wonderful valley, you know, with a beautiful river. And you're on the top of the valley and you are walking down into the valley. And as you're walking down into the valley, this, you can go onto YouTube and check these things, things out. That's, this is what they say. You go, go down into the valley and as you go down to the valley you feel it's very safe. You see the beauty of it all. You see, the sun, sun, the, the sun is just not too hot and not too cold. And as you go down into the valley, you go down to this beautiful river. And as you go down, every step you take, you enter deeper and deeper into this wonderful rest. Now, don't fall asleep now. Okay? <laughs> so, so <laughs> you enter this wonderful rest. You know, and, you're, and, you're at, and, and when you get to, to the river, there's, there's a... There's a, there's a beautiful lodge or something and you go and you sit down on this deck and you overlook the river and you hear the, you hear, you hear the birds, you know, and you, it's, it's so peaceful and you're in a place of absolute peace. That's what happens. And when you picture that, your mind gets into a place where it's safe. Okay? And where you, when you are in a safe place, then the firewall in your brain allows your heart to be reprogrammed. So what the people do in hypnosis is they take you to a place where you rest, where your mind goes to rest, and then the guard is off, and your heart can be reprogrammed. Now God designed man to have that firewall in his brain. So that we can't be reprogrammed by everything that everybody says. It was the, the, the protection mechanism that God has built into us. But what has happened is we've been programmed wrongly. And now when the correct programming wants to come, then the firewall says, you can't believe that. So the gospel doesn't want to enter, especially if it comes in the wrong form. But the true gospel is the message of love. And if you want your heart to be reprogrammed, the Bible says here that God says, I will put a new heart in you. So it's not for you to get a new heart. It is, the, the obligation is upon God. He, takes, he makes it His responsibility. He says, I will put a new heart inside you. I will bring forth a new belief system inside you. How do we get that right? We need, to we need to get to a place where we rest. How do we go to rest? Listen, you can use the method of walking down the valley, but there's a better method. It's just the simple truth about how much God loves you. Because in the atmosphere of love, you can rest. So, to me, if I read the Bible, 
if I go and I, and I want to read a scripture, like for instance, Ephesians uh, chapter 1 and verse 2 and 3, where it says, Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. What happens is, God always wants to bring a picture of how, lo- how you are loved. Through any verse that you read. So if I read, Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us. What happens in Bertie Brits's mind, to explain to you how I do this, or how it happens is, I study the word blessed. Blessed means to speak well. Wow, okay. Speak well of the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has spoken well of us. With all spiritual blessings in the Greek with the highest and most eloquent speech that could be found in the heavens. Wow, okay. So the moment I say that, you know what happens? The Holy Spirit brings a picture to your mind. You don't have to picture something. You find a picture coming to your mind because a human being is designed by God to, whenever he hears something, he pictures it. And what I do is, I just allow the Holy Spirit to elaborate on what he's showing me. What I see, for instance, if I think of blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has spoken well of us, the first thing that comes to my mind is I see a father and his son walking in the street on the pavement, like down. In my mind, I picture just this road in front here. And they're walking down and there's humor between them. The, the, the father is happy and the son is happy. They're sharing something that makes them happy. And all of a sudden there's this little bit of a quiet. And then the father takes his son like this and says, Son, I just want to tell you something. I'm not ashamed of you. You, when, 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 when people see you, they see me. I feel at home with you. That's what I see. Okay? in my mind's eye but if I just read over the verse blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed me then I will feel a little bit of a okay at least I'm blessed from God's side but if you take a bit of time and just allow the Holy Spirit to put the word in your eye that you can see it and this is what he says here it says take my word put it in the midst of your heart how will, you, how will you make my word the very core from where you believe? This is how you do it. You listen to it, you hear it. Okay, the hearing is the very easy part. Then you get to seeing it. What we've done in our modern age of thinking knowledge equals salvation, we just read as much as possible thinking it's going to work. Because we want a new method on how to do it. No, no, there's no method. This thing you're hearing is the very truth. Like for instance, he became sin that I might be made the righteousness of God. Righteousness, this is what Barty Brits does. If I read righteousness, it's a foreign word to me. I don't know what righteous means. Righteous to me, uh, the first time I heard it, I didn't know what it was. Then I asked somebody, in, I went to an English church, which was the first time when I heard this. I asked somebody that's Afrikaans, I said, what does righteous mean? He says, gerechtig. I said, okay, so what does it mean? still doesn't mean anything. And then I went and studied righteousness out and it means to be right and not to be wrong to the point that you have a right unto something. To weigh up. When I say weigh up, a picture of a scale appears to me. With God on the one side and I'm on the other side in Jesus 
and the scale balances. So now I, I've heard the word, the Holy Spirit brought the picture to me, it's wonderful to see, and now with that you'll find an experience of joy. And that's what it says, it is life to those that find them. That word find means that experience, it has an encounter with that word, that experiences that word. So for us, and, and this I want to say to you and I want to say to everybody watching via the internet, there is no, there's nothing more about this gospel. The moment we want to search more and more and more, we're going to get into false doctrine. Rather apply, have this truth become the core of your being. The only way you can do it is by allowing God to put that new heart in you, that new way of belief. For you to change your belief is very difficult. You can't. But God said, I will bring forth a new belief in you. And He brought a word that is tailor-made to, to, to settle the, 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 the critical factor, called, it's what it's called in psychology, the, the, the firewall in your brain to make it rest, to take the, to take the guard off, or ta- to actually take the guard away. And then to reprogram you. The only way you can feel comfortable to be reprogrammed is in an atmosphere where you feel loved and safe. That's why it's so important not to listen to anything that does not promote how much God loves you. And you know, uh, as I studied this out, I realized that, um, man, all I want to hear is His love. Because as I hear His love, I find that naturally these things happen to me and my belief is reprogrammed. And I find that when I walk in normal life, fear has left me. I didn't quote four scriptures not to fear. I was just in a place where I heard how much God loves me. I hear how He speaks well of me. It became the Holy Spirit brought the picture to me. And you know what's the wonderful thing about that picture? When I say to you, speak well of, each one of you will have a different picture in your mind. I bet you none of you thought of a picture of a father and son walking in the street, cracking jokes, and then all of a sudden he just gets completely off the point and comes with something that's really in his heart, saying, you are valuable to me. I don't see any fault in you. Everything I possess is yours. Maybe nobody of you saw that, but I saw it. And the reason why I saw it is, that is what speaks to me. And you will have what will speak to you. And I found as well in church, we are threatened by the other person's faith. The one person in his walk with God and in the love of God, his belief system gets programmed to a place where he feels, for instance, he can be healed from cancer. Okay? And then he gets healed. And then the other person... When he looks at that, feels, oh well, you know, if I don't have the faith to be healed from cancer, then God rejects me and there's something wrong with me. Listen, walk your own walk with God. And let God program what's important in your heart. You know, I could go right now and I can listen to some um, motivational speaking and I can say, well, we're going to grow Dynamic Love Ministries to reaching 15,000 people a day. And that is not impossible to do. You know, if you do the right advertising and get the right thing going on the internet, you can do it. And then I can follow a certain recipe, which is see yourself having that ministry. Feel how it feels to be in that ministry. Okay? 
And then I can decide, okay, that's what I want. So, so now I am, I'm going to reprogram myself with something and I'm going to see pictures of stuff which God maybe has never shown me. Maybe the Lord wants to bring me a picture of family value to spend good time with my wife and kids because He's going to give that stuff anyway if I want it. So it's, it's a completely different thing. It's an effortless meditation. It is, we understand the heart of man is your belief system, how you believe. How you think, the platform from where you reason about everything in life is your heart. It says, guard your heart above all things, for out of your heart flows the issues of life, or in the Hebrew, the force that drives your life. From how you believe. There are certain beliefs that is dangerous. You know? If, 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 if I believe that I am something because of what happens to me, that will destroy my life. Now, all of us, somewhere in our life, has that thing. But the only way it's going to be reprogrammed is not by you trying to put a new heart in you. You already have that heart now in that area of your life. God says, I'll give you a new heart. So how does He give it? By us simply allowing Him to do the operation. How do we allow Him? We listen to the Word and we just give it a minute or two just to form a bit in our life that we can experience that truth. A verse I really like is, look at the birds of the air. Neither they sow or reap or gather into bonds, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Now, you can take that and say, with a heart of unbelief, you can take that word and say, well, the scripture says, as he, as he cares for the birds, He's going to care for me. And now the scripture says, and just confess this verse. I heard somebody, you know, prophesy and say, this year is the year of say blessing. And then they say, the next week, now, confess the year of blessing and live right for you don't want to miss the blessing in the year of blessing. I mean, you want to say that to people, some people that are poor, has got cancer, die of AIDS. They're already tired. And now you want to burden them with this. Have mercy on the sick man with your gospel they can at least rest a bit and have peace if a, if a word of love comes what happens like I said your heart is programmed by God you can't change your belief anyway so the only way your belief is going to change is by God putting a new belief in you you're going to get his information and his Holy Spirit is upon that word when you hear that word, he'll bring forth the picture and the experience that you need in order for your belief to change. You know, one of the, uh, this is uh, also found in psychology, they say that when you go to bed, like 90% of the time, you will dream of the last thing you've been thinking of. And what your mind will do is, he will take the concept or the stress that you had, or the joy that you had, what you were thinking of and he will put it in pictures because you remember a picture so much better than facts Jesus told stories that people could understand stories 
Paul, when he really struggled to explain something, he says, it is like somebody going to war. Who goes to war on his own expense? And he will tell a story. Because it, it speaks more to the subconscious mind and the belief of a person. So what will happen is you will have a concept, the mind will automatically, when you go to rest at night and sleep, put it in a dream and you'll dream it. Everybody dreams every night. You will say, but I haven't, you can't remember your dream, but everybody dreams. If they can put those machines on you, you dream. And all a dream does, it makes this, it just puts a story, reprogram your belief. Like last night I dreamt, I could remember the dream. I dreamt that we were in the bushveld. And we were taking uh, 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 this, this, so it's an osava almost, you know. And we're taking it through a certain path, you know, to another place. But as I walked, there was a lot of snakes in the road. But the snakes didn't bite me. Because I could see them. But my family, I was scared that they couldn't see the snakes. So what I did was, I went and I killed the snakes. And then they could come. And all that that is, is in my belief, I get persuaded of, you know, that on this path, there is so many places where, where, where the enemy's message can bite people. Okay? But I, I, this is what God programs into my heart. But Bertie, I've given you the ability to see these things and remove it for the people that they can go there. You know? So now, that could be in words, but it's, even if I couldn't remember the dream, I would find that in my life there's just a passion to train people. Because that's how God works. So I want to just say this, and, and um, let me see one or two verses that we can, that we can quote here. But I just want to say this. The easiest way of meditation is to take a scripture or something that God has given you, allow yourself or allow the Holy Spirit to bring forth the picture and the emotion of that and experience that word. Don't try to change your belief. Hear the word. Let the word bring forth that. Experience it and just stand up and go on with your day. And you will find that your mind will change the way you think. You know, the way you think about things is formed by what you believe. That's just the way it is. The way you think about things is formed by what you believe. The word uh, meditate in the Hebrew, <clears throat> there's two words. One of the words means the following. If you take the Hebrew pictures of the words, it's three characters. It's the meditation, oh, sorry, it's to be consumed by the work of the new creation. Okay? To be consumed by the work of the new creation. So in other words, God came and made you new. So what, what you do when you meditate is when you see the new He's made and you get consumed by it. That's meditation. And it's easy. We are made, uh, uh, we, we are made that way to think and ponder upon it in a very deep way. You know, they say when you go like almost in a trance, like I say, if you sit there and you, you stare in front of you and you can't hear anybody thinking deeply, you concentrate at least, your concentration is at least 95%. 
if you try and reason it out with your cognitive mind and, and you take a student that can really concentrate, the maximum is 25%. Max 25. But 95 when you can come to a place of rest. The only place you can come to a place of rest is in the presence of unconditional love. So don't allow a gospel or a message that gets your mind, well, am I doing this right or am I doing this wrong? Am I doing this right or am I doing this wrong? No. Don't do that. Get a place, get a word of full acceptance, which is the message of the incarnation. You know, when I think of the gospel, I don't think anymore of a man that was lost and now God came and promised him, you know, um, or just tell him, I love you and all those kind of things, but continue with your life and one day I'll come. No, the, the, the picture has broadened. I've come to a place where I saw God wanting to give dust the opportunity to experience the fullness of God. Then he incarnated himself into that dust. And he put that, that God incarnated into dust in glorified form in the heavens. And that is the heart of God concerning me. <laughs> that is the very depth of the belief system of God. Every thought of God is formed by the heart of God which is Jesus in human flesh about me. Every emotion that is in God is formed by that incarnation into dust that's seated at the right hand of God. In full union with God. To the point that God feels at home in that dust. He calls that dust His temple, His house. I mean, if you take somebody to your house, at least you want the place to look nice. You know, it's your house. It's where you are proud to say, this is where I stay. And I want you to feel welcome here. I want you to feel blessed here. That's how God, God's got that about you. Okay? So there's a completely different way of thinking about these things and how God has brought this life to us. I'm just going to read two or three verses and we're going to end here. It says in Mark 11:23, Verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, and uh, be removed, and, he sh and, to, and be cast in the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatever he says. So what he says here is, when he say to this mountain, you remember teaching about the mountain, when he say to the mountain where the temple was standing on, be planted into the sea, and you do not doubt in your heart. So when your belief system is grounded in the finished work of Jesus by God putting a new heart into you and you being willing to be operated on by Him speaking good to you, bringing forth the experience of His love, if that heart is established in the old is really away, then you will say to whatever condemns you, be planted into the sea of forgetfulness and it shall be done. Okay? It goes on, it says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. This happens to Peter. Peter started to, uh, Peter said to Jesus, he said, Jesus, I will die with you today. So that I, why did he say that? He wanted to be with Jesus all the time. So what he had in mind was, what he had to sacrifice 
in order to be with Jesus. So he was thinking of his sacrifice to be where God is. Then Jesus said to him, don't let your belief system be troubled. The trouble there is the word where you take a pond with water and you throw a stone in and you get the troubled water. He says your belief system was quiet. But then you started to listen and envision a word of what you must do to be where I am. He says your heart is troubled my friend. Don't let your heart be troubled. You know, I'm going away but I'm going to prepare a place for you then I will take you to where I am. You want to sacrifice to be where I am but I will take you there. That's what he says. Don't have a heart troubled. So there we can see again, Jesus immediately identified the wrong belief in, in Peter and wanted to correct his belief. Because from the belief is what you do. Why do you want to even die? Because of a wrong belief. It says in Psalm 63 verse 5, My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. When I, remember, when I remember you upon my bed and meditate on you in the night watches, because you have, you have been my help. Listen to what he says here. He says, in the night watches I will remember you and meditate on you. I'll remember you and meditate. So remember is not meditate. I will remember, another verse says, I'll remember all the good you've done. He says, in the night watches, I will remember you and you, now I put it into the New Testament terms, you, I will go into such a place of peace that you reprogram my belief. And listen to what he says here. He says, because you have been my help. So because God was good to him, he had the ability to remember the good. And then because of this good thing God has done, God could bring forth a new heart in the man. That is the way it works. Without a good news gospel, there's no way in which we can have quality of life. There's no way in which we can have the new heart in us. And I see a problem in the church and I see a problem with people all over the world. You know, I'm starting to think broader than just church because... Everywhere in the world, God loves all people. The people that are in the Muslim faith, God just as much wants to reprogram their belief and put a new heart, a new belief system in them. But they are troubled by a wrong belief. And now, this critical factor in your mind, whenever change comes, it doesn't want to change. And I thank God that the critical factor doesn't want to allow change. Because once you have changed... You don't ever want to change again. Once I'm in this good news, you know, people say to me, Beth, you're hard-headed. You don't want to change. You don't want to see anything else. You don't want to have any place for the law, but I've got this scripture or this verse. The moment I hear law, my brain says, pain, hurt, be careful. Okay? And so many times we, we, we've, we've, we've and, and that even happens, you know, when it comes to uh, uh, like meditation or pondering or what we will, another way of calling it. Now, check what happens in your heart. I've been talking about thinking and pondering upon the goodness of God. 
another way in which I could have said it is you need to spend time with God if I said that you would have been condemned you would have felt condemned because of the hurt we've experienced through a wrong thing of spending time with God spending time with God was what you paid so that he could give you a new house it was your sacrifice it did nothing to do with a loving relationship that was my experience anyway so what happens is we have to come when it comes to the people that get into the grace message we have to come with a concept where people can understand what they do because once understanding comes you can bear fruit it's very easy to say well spend time with God is a certain category oh my goodness no you know you, you can't even think straight anymore because once that thing settles in you don't argue you, you're above the normal reason it's just block it all out but when I say to you are you willing to just sit down and let God speak well of you and then when he speaks well of you he will give you even an experience and a vision of that truth and he will put a new heart in you and then you will find him living and walking in you free from your effort you will say well when can I start yes. amen when I say to you I, I think you must pray more then you don't want to pray you, you're like oh my goodness prayer okay now when now when I must make time for prayer now but if I say to you prayer is when you when, when God has put a desire in you by pampering you and you making that request known to him that's prayer then you say I can pray all day you see how it works in our mind but God wants to put a new heart in every area of our life a new belief a new core and that you wants to have that applied to every area of life right I think I've finished I'm finished well you know why I preached so long it's because I've got two pages of the same notes so I'm sorry man I didn't want to repeat myself God's good and he's only good he loves us okay glory to God all planned by God you know so that we could envision a bit and see effortless let's pray together Father I want to thank you that you didn't come just as a mighty God but you came as our friend the mighty God the fact that we are friends doesn't take anything away from you being almighty you being omnipresent you being God it takes nothing away all it does is it brings great joy to our hearts to think that this almighty God wants to be our friend what is man that you are mindful of him 
What is man that you meditate upon man? There must be something that we so many times don't see. But thank you, Lord, that you are revealing the truth to us. And thank you, Lord, that we don't have to go through hard suffering to meditate upon your word, but that it is also just part of the natural process when we hear your gospel. And thank you, Lord, that our hearts are so ready to be loved upon. Thank you, Lord, that it's nothing to just see. Sometime, like we drive in a car and we see, oh my goodness, are we here already? That's what happens when we hear your good news. When we see again, an hour is gone. Thank you, Lord, for your unconditional love. Thank you, Lord, that when we go home and we read a verse, we will just see how you speak to us. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And if you are here today and you've got sickness in your body, I would like to pray for you right now. I believe that we have a Father that cares for us. And whatever the, whatever the request is in your heart, you can make it known to Him. And there are some of you that are ill here today, and you want to make known to Him that you want to see healing manifest. And He has brought forth healing long ago. In your heart is already the overflow of, to the point that you want to say, Lord, I'm ready to receive this. I'm ready to make use of this. Now, just in the receiving, I want to just help you there. It's not for you just to receive healing. Jesus received the healing on your behalf. In His resurrection, you are in Him. And when you receive, it's when you say, Well, Lord, I acknowledge that that is the truth. And I come with you today in the name of Jesus Christ. And I acknowledge with you today that it is true that He did stand up in a new body. It is true. And I declare you healed. And you can make that request known to the Father. You rest in Him and He brings it forth. In the mighty name of Jesus. I also want to pray for people here that struggles financially, struggle. I know of two people that's just out of a job. I thank you, Father, that when I look at the birds of the air, the picture that comes to my mind when I read that verse is when I was in Zimbabwe and everybody, I mean the whole economy was in a mess but the birds continued as if nothing ever happened. And I thank you that when we look at that our hearts are reprogrammed about who you are and how much you care and from that new heart we find the force that drives our life it will bring forth a job for us. will come forth effortless in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord. Amen and amen. amen. Thank you, guys. Uh, please don't forget to order the CDs there of, of last Sunday's message. I think it's important that you hear that. God bless you.